Hello, Ms. Kapow. Hello, Brother Kapow. Today's date is July 11th, 2018. Wow. So we're a little late on the Monday show. Is that what you're saying? Better late than never. I like what that. I, say. I like that. Better late than never. Because you and I really don't have appointed times, do we? You and I are just kind of like whenever we can do it. Yep. Right? Yep. Right. When the Lord gives us opportunity. He gives us utterance. All right. Let's continue with our study in First John. First John. Oh. Or I like to use it my Mexican Bible. Uno one. Uno. Uno one. Alrighty then. Not Uno One Kenobi. Oh no. Just Uno One. Uno one. So last week we uh, ended at verse five in chapter three, and this week, jeez, we just hate to break it up because it's just there's a lot of info here. So we're going to go all the way to chapter four and complete three. There's a lot of info. John's writings, like we've talked about before, he repeats himself. Nothing's by accident. Every word means something. And uh, you got to like dig into it, you know, to get it. So let's start with verse five, all the way to chapter four. Yes. And um, how about you, Miss Capal? Just read the whole thing, and then we'll go back and dissect it. All right. Verse five. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that commits sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. In this, the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and slew his brother. And and wherefore slew ye him? Because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hates his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. 
And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwell in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. Amen. Good night. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) (coughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm drinking Cafefe. Cafefe? Yeah, I have some Cafefe. It's... uh, it's hot and humid, and I got coffee. It's all right. Well, it helps you, you know, yeah. sweat. Yeah, exactly. Verse 5. We start off with, and ye know that he, Jesus, was manifested, revealed, right? Mm-hmm. Faneru. To take away our, our sins. Mm-hmm. And in him is. No sin. That's right. Even First Peter says he did no sin. So this is additional proof of the incompatibility of sin and sonship. Mm-hmm. Last week we talked about that we are sons of God, children mm-hmm. of God, right? Right. Sons and daughters of God. One thing we keep harping about because it's just true and out of love we keep harping about it is that things are are really black and white there's no gray area yeah there's no gray area so especially when you're looking at letters from the apostle and this is the apostle john who walked with christ in the flesh so mm-hmm. he has a lot more credibility than you know that hill song pastor i'm just saying mm-hmm there's there's no gray area. It's black or white. You're either with Christ abiding in him in the vine or you're not. That's right. Um, and so this particular verse shows you that sin and sonship, being a child of God, is incompatible. The very object of Christ revealing himself in the flesh was to take away by one act and entirely all sins. Mm-hmm. For behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Oh, yeah, that's good. It's just like the scapegoat did in the mm-hmm. Old Testament. That's right. All the sins were put on that scapegoat and it went, let out in the wilderness. In him is no sin. Mm-hmm. You notice that the Greek does not use was. It doesn't say in him, Jesus was no sin. Like Mm -hmm. when he walked on the earth, there was no sin, Mm -mm. but it uses the present tense in him is no sin. That's right. In second Corinthians five 21, it says for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So, like that scripture you just read, Ms. Kapow. Mm-hmm. Therefore, then, because he's pure and he has no sin, therefore, we are to be so. That's right. Wow. Can we do that? I said, no, well, we're talking about trespasses, you know, sins unto death. But here, John's talking about being a sinner. You're practicing sin. 
the two are incompatible. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I know there's big issues today with, uh, you know, alternate lifestyles, right? Mm. We just saw a video the other day. Well, Miss Kapow did. I just heard it. Where that guy, that preacher, was standing in front oh, of a church? Yes. I, I forget what state it was, but there was a, a evangelist, so to speak. And um, he was in front of a First Baptist church that was ha- that w- had hanging on their front door, or their the eve of the door, um, a rainbow flag. And so this evangelist was saying, what's, what's this about the um, rainbow flag? And he says, it's about diversity, the pastor said. And there was a pastor, somebody else from the church, and uh, a guest speaker who's a pastor at some other church. And they were very defiant. They, they, um, they didn't believe that the Bible had said anything against homosexuality or any kind of perversion. And that um, this evangelist was quoting scripture and they said that that was his interpretation of scripture, but they had a totally a different, um, you know, interpretation. And this one other person that was from that church, he kept saying, well, if you're not going to speak the red letter of the Bible, I don't want to hear it. Cause he thought that only what Jesus said in the Bible was true gospel. The other books of the Bible had no no va- uh, value or credibility. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty sad. Yeah, and this evangelist guy really jammed him up mm-hmm. and basically said, you know, you guys are serpent seed. You guys are children of the devil. Uh, you know, you can't see this. So it, we just, you know, I just, I heard this and I was, Ms. Capone, what are you watching? That's, that's not pretty interesting. This guy was jamming him up. There's no black, there's no gray area. It's black or white. You're either with Christ or not. And see, so a church like that, like this Baptist church that had the rainbow flag uh, because they want to accept everybody and be diverse. I'm telling you, they don't love those people. No. They don't love you. They don't love me. They don't love anybody who's listening to them. Because if they loved the brethren, right, they would tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Because the truth That'll keep you out of eternal damnation. So what they've done, they've lied Mm -hmm. and they've stolen the word from people. And because they're sending them to hell, they've actually murdered them. Amen. That's that's not love, is it, folks? So all this inclusivity, all this stuff you're hearing on YouTube or on podcasts, you know, and a lot of people are questioning it. Well, you know, I, I don't know. You know, maybe God loves everybody and we should we should accept them. I mean, years ago, Ms. Kapow and I went to a church where there was a group of lesbians mm-hmm. that came and sat uh, near the front row of the church. And the pastor's wife even told us they came up, they come every Sunday um, from some halfway house or something like that. But they're a bunch of lesbians. They hold hands and everything like that in church, right? Uh, but their attitude was the, the the church's attitude was well, it's better that they're here, you know, in church, and you know, hopefully the Holy Spirit will convict them or something. Mm-hmm. But but there wasn't an active thing to talk to them and go, you got to quit sinning. <laughs> if you're going to follow Christ, you got to quit sinning. So that's not love. Uh, they, they try to say it's love and they love everybody, but that's not love. It's like Miss Kapow said, that's murder. There's there's somebody there's something you can say to somebody, they can make that decision of eternal life or, or eternal damnation, and you're letting them go by. 
So that's not love of the brethren. And John's going to talk about that. It's black and white. So it's easy today to get involved in um, tolerance mm-hmm. and love and an acceptance. And it's especially if you're still in the workforce or you're still in school. Probably if you're younger, still out in the world, you know, trying to make it and stuff. Um, you know, you're just bombarded with that. And of course, if you're watching regular TV or cable or Netflix, whatever, you're you're gonna get you're gonna get that a lot more. And so it becomes that like becomes ingrained in you. But that's not Bible. If you love somebody, you you want to prevent them from eternal damnation. Right? That's right. Verse six Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Mm-hmm. Pretty black and white. Yep. 3 John says, he that does good is of God, but he that does evil has not seen God. Black and white. So, you know, you could get mad at us or get irritated at the Kapow radio show because, you know, we're so legalistic. Mm-hmm. We're so dogmatic. We're so... Bible thumping old school. We're perfect. Uh, and that's not the case. The case is we're just trying to impart to you what the real word of God says, because it's, it's likely you're not getting that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, s- certainly not your uh, church building. You know, hopefully you're getting it from another, you know, some other teachers on YouTube or a podcast or something like that. Yeah. But even what we learned before in chapter two, it says that um, I know him and keep that know him keeps not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. And then John even says later on in chapter five that we know that whosoever is born of God sins not. Sins not. Mm -mm. Sins not. I think a lot of people don't realize that, that you can quit sinning. Does it mean you're you're sinless that you're not going to make a mistake or fall or you need, you know, oh Jesus help me with this, you know, because I have, you know, this issue. You know, I I just had road rage. Oh my lord, I want to kill that guy, right? It doesn't mean that. It means practicing sin, being a sinner, being an enemy of God. Mm-hmm. Right? You want to keep a, a lifestyle or a behavior or attitudes that are um, reproachable to God. Uh, it's it's clear. Mm-hmm. So whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. That's what we talked about earlier in past shows about abiding in the vine. It's Ab- walking in the spirit. Yes. Walking in the spirit, abiding in Christ. It's all the same. We just like watch walking in the new creation. And that new creation was born of the incarnate seed and mm-hmm. therefore that new creation cannot sin. Amen. And that's why it's important to walk in the spirit. But now and then, because we have that struggle within us, we have the, the spirit and we have the flesh that sometimes we're walking after the flesh, but that's when the Holy spirit will convict you. Yes. And you ask for forgiveness, you're cleansed and you just continue on. Yes. And I'm glad you brought that up. Because I don't want anybody listening to get us wrong and go, oh, you know, I, I, I can't sin anymore. You know, so I go out and rob a bank. It's I can't sin. It's not that. It's or you know, 
every time you slip up, that means, you know, you're going to go to hell. That's, that's not that it's, it's the, the lifestyle of that rebellion and that separation from God, not being in the vine. All right. You're doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just like Ms. Kapow said, you're going to slip up. You're human. You have the world. You have Satan tempting you. You have all kinds of issues. You're going to mess up. You know, um, I've, you know, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. I probably already messed up about 200 times today. Right. You know, but you have that conviction of the Holy Spirit that says, I don't want to be that guy. Mm. I don't want to be that guy no more. I don't want to be that gal. I don't want to do that no more. I don't want to think that way. I don't want to do that behavior. Something tells me it's wrong. And it could be anything. You know, what's wrong for you may not be wrong for me or vice versa. You know, I have several stories I can tell you about people who smoked. And it was real sin to them. You know, because God had told them to quit the addiction. And when they rebelled, they they had real, real problem. One got demonized. To my knowledge, he's still demon possessed to this day. The other guy backslid and then came back to Christ. And his testimony is when he lit that cigarette because it was sin for them because God had told him to drop that off. Mm -hmm. You you know what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit will deal with you in these areas. Verse 7 says, little children, let no man deceive you. Mm. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he, Christ, is righteous, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same truth stated With the addition that he who sins is so far as he sins of the devil. Mm -hmm. Let no one deceive you. Yeah. And 1 John 2 says that he that saith he is in the light, but hates his brother, he is in darkness even until now. And you had mentioned earlier, I thought it was really good when you said, when they don't come out and tell people the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. And you just, you hang a rainbow flag in front of your church so they can be inclusive. And you, you know, you don't want to hurt these people. Yeah. You don't want to offend them. You don't want to offend them. You hate them. You don't love them as brethren Mm-mm. because they're living sin. See, it's because we have the wrong definition of what love is. Exactly. You know, we're, we're the definition of love is what the world says love is. We have to include everybody. Everybody's equal, that type of thing. But God's love, the definition of God's love is totally different. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, all these people, if they had a family member, they had a real brother, you know, that had a real drug or alcohol problem. You know, and the family got together and let's do an intervention. They do that because they love that brother. They they want him to stop destroying himself, you know. But yet when it comes to sinners in a church, you, you'll tolerate that because uh, they don't love him. It's not love. I was going to say something else I forgot. Okay. Uh-uh. So righteousness, namely Christ our God. He that uh, doeth is righteous. Not that his doing makes him righteous, but his being righteous. In other words, justified by the righteousness of God in Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Makes him to do righteousness. So it's like the works come out from uh, the faith, the righteousness. The the works don't make you righteous. It's a product of it. Okay? Mm -hmm. Little children, let no man deceive you. It's verse seven. 
He that doth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. I read that, didn't I? Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Verse 8. He that committeth sin is of the devil. The devil. Come on, Apostle John. That's a little harsh. Don't you think? Mm. Apostle John? Can you imagine that? Some uh, megachurch pastor with moose in his hair and the skinny jeans and that, that hipster beard, you know, mm-hmm. the Tommy Bahama shirt, right? Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh, and the cool hipster black frame glasses. Maybe, a, you know, a little stinger, maybe not a beard, but a little stinger. Mm. Can you imagine him standing up there? Said, hey, if you're sinning, you're of the devil. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what Apostle John says. And he says, for the devil, the Greek word is diablos. For the devil sinneth from the beginning, the arche, from the beginning. (laughs) From the very beginning, he's been sinning, rebelling against God. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on, he says, for this purpose, the son of God, that's Jesus, our savior, was manifested. He was revealed that he might destroy the works of the devil. Exactly. And in Revelation, we know that death and hell are being cast into the lake of fire. And that's the consummation of everything. Mm -hmm. And that Jesus has the keys of hell and death. Mm -hmm. And so this guy who's running around now, and this is his kingdom, and he's doing his thing, it's going to be, his dominion's going to be taken from him, see? And then that dominion is turned over totally to Christ. Mm-hmm. It's it's said, it's spoken, and it will be. That's right. No matter what Satan tries to do, it will be. Mm-hmm. It can't be changed because it's a spoken moed. It's an appointed time. That's right. It can't change, folks. It, you can't undo it. The bell's rung. Mm-hmm. The debar, that's the prophetic word, has gone out. The debar has gone out. Mm-hmm. His dominion will end. <laughs> Hebrews 2.14 says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself, Jesus, took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him, the devil, that had the power of death, and that is the devil. So that scripture right there in Hebrews is confirming that Christ was manifested to destroy the works Mm -hmm. of the devil. So he that committed sin is of the devil. You contrast that to 1 John 3, 7, which says, little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteousness, even as he is righteous, right? Mm -hmm. He's a son of the devil who doesn't do this. So John does not say, notice this, John doesn't say born of the devil, Mm-mm. right? It doesn't say born of the devil. Here's where you get your like serpent seed. Dark. I use the term serpent seed a lot, but I don't use it in the sense that um, somebody's uh, like, you know, born, born of the devil. I use it in the sense that they've given their lives over to sin and rebellion. Oh, yeah. So they become a, they become a child of Satan, mm-hmm. right? And they can repent uh, unless they keep rejecting and rejecting and rejecting it. And then they, they're turned over to, mm-hmm. you know, reprobate mind. Uh, 
But the word in verse eight, one, uh, verse eight, one says the word commits kind of means um, someone that continues in that um, in that vein yes. or someone that abides with that sin. So that's that practicing sin, isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, instead of abiding in Christ, you're abiding in the the, the devil, the right. sin. Mm-hmm. It won't repent. You won't renounce. You won't reject it. You know. You won't ask God for help and, and turn your life around. That's right. That's what this is. Mm-hmm. I have I found a, an interesting scripture in Isaiah twenty eight that says, "Because he have said we have made a covenant with death and with hell, are we at agreement? When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, mm-hmm. and under falsehood have we hid ourselves." And your covenant with death shall be disannulled, and your agreement with hell shall not stand. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, then he shall be trodden down by it. Wow. Yeah, that's heavy. Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. This is an excellent training manual for building a stronger marriage by exposing the tactics your enemies use against you. From all online digital retailers, God bless you all. That's what uh, that's what Sid does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as we know, people who sin that are committed to sinning are of the devil. Now, Satan doesn't beget anybody. He can't create anything. But it's whoever imitates Satan becomes a child of the devil by imitation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, since from the beginning, he's been doing it <laughs> for a long, long time. And we know, at least since the fall of man, he's been doing that. And he's causing all sin. He, he's the author of sin. He's the author of all the rebellion in this present world. That's right. He never ceases to try to seduce mankind. And the whole idea is he hates you. He hates humans. Definitely. So that's what that's what cracks me up about these Satanists and or these celebrities and rock stars. They're always doing that devil sign and you know, there's five pointed stars everywhere and uh goddesses, you know, they're always what how about the you know, you hear the name Isabella in movies all the time, right? So they're they're constantly worshiping this guy who just hates him. He's got he's got him so deceived. But when once he gets him after uh after death, physical death. Yeah, they can't unring that bell. Mm-mm. That's really a bad thing. Why Why do we say that? Because we don't want to see people go that route. Mm-mm. You know, if if no one's saying that or speaking up against that, then they, they don't love. They don't love. Okay, uh, let's see. Verse nine. Verse, verse nine. nine. So whosoever is born of God, do you notice the difference? Mm-hmm. One's a child of Satan. Now, one is actually born of God. There's a huge difference, folks. Because John doesn't say whoever just like is of God. You know, that means if you could just imitate Christ or what you think Christ would do, what would Jesus do? Then you be, you're a child of God. Mm-hmm. That's working, right? For your salvation. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really neat. He doesn't write that. He says whoever's born of God. So just like you couldn't choose who your mother was and how you were born and where, Either can you. It's a it's a gift. That's right. From Christ. He was born of water and the spirit. 
born of God. So whoever's born of God doth not commit sin. Mm-hmm. Why not? Because, Why, oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Why not? If you're born of God, why don't you commit sin? Because you're born of God. That's right. And John says, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin. Like Ms. Capel said, because he is born of God. To break it down, you know, you have a father, you have a mother. So you have your father, right? You can't unring that bell. You can't genetically say he's no longer my father. You can't become a, a, another person's daughter genetically. Because you have his DNA. Yeah. you ha- His seed remains in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so spiritually speaking, when you're born of God, his seed remains in you. You're his child. You don't sin. Because you're born of God. You don't want to. He's t- he's tell- he, he guides you and he molds your life and he changes you and things are just different. Yep. Like Peter says, you're born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, which is the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Holy moly. That was a great scripture for this. That was really Praise good. The Lord. Thank you. Yeah. Thank because you. his seed remains in you. That's why he's born of God. Because then Miss Kapow reads that scripture about you're not born to corruptible. What's corruptible seed, folks? That's your flesh, your body. Mm-hmm. But you're born of incorruptible seed. Just like when you're uh, resurrected at the end of the day, you'll be, you, you're, you're, you're laid in the ground corruptible, you know, your dead fleshly carnal flesh suit. But when you're resurrected, you're raised incorruptible. Huh. And then you'll see him as he really is. That's right. Praise the Lord. Okay. So, anything else there? No. Verse 10. Let's see. Verse 10. In this, in what? That they don't sin because they're children of God, right? The children of God are manifest or revealed. Greek word is phaneros. Mm. Right? They appear. They're shining. Yes. The light. Yes. In this, the children of God are manifest. And the children of the devil. Both are manifest in this. Hmm. And here's what John's going to say. Here's what he's talking about. The this refers to whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. Mm-mm. Neither he that loveth not his brother. Bam. Bam. That's how you know the children of God for and the children of the devil. Yes. For whoso keeps his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected, and hereby know we that we are in him. Mm-hmm. The love of God is perfected. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, mm-hmm. right? He, he, he died and was a sacrificial lamb. It's not just his death. It's the whole package of the resurrection and taking victory and getting the keys to hell. I mean, it was everything mm-hmm. that he's done for his, his creatures, That's right. right? That's love. 
So what John here is saying, you're going to know the difference between the children of God and the children of the devil. Number one, if you do righteousness, if you stand in Christ's righteousness, you're righteous, mm-hmm. right? But if you're, if you're not doing righteousness, if you don't stand in righteousness, if you live in filth and rebellion and sin, you're not righteous and you're not of God. Mm-hmm. And we also know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren and he that does not love his brother abides in death and by this all men shall know that you are the lord's disciples if you have love for one another and and it's i mean we have to take this deeper it's not just like oh i go to church hey brother i love you and you hug him you know i love you it's not that it's that you're concerned about his eternal life you guys have the same seed you're of the same family so you love him in everything mm-hmm. in charity in word in deed and certainly if you see him committing a sin not unto death or that he comes to you and confesses a sin or a problem they're having that you take that time and with love give him the the, the life of the word of god mm-hmm you don't do that when you hang a rainbow flag on your church door. That's not love. That's not love. And listen to me. I'm not saying you go out to a gay bar with your Bible and start hitting, you know, homosexuals over the head preaching. That's not love either. Or wearing a sign, you know, faggots are going to go to hell. That's not love either. Mm-mm. That fact, that's just disrespect and uncivil. That's just stupid. But if they're coming to you, they're coming to that church, or they want a saving knowledge, love is saying, you got to quit sinning. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about sodomy. I'm talking about anything, whatever the Lord's convicting them of. Mm-hmm. you got to quit living a life of sin, you know, yep. Whether, no matter what it is. Basically, if you have the love of God, you know, because you, you've been born of God. Same thing as people that have not been born of God. They do not have the love of God in them. Mm-mm. They don't care. Mm-mm. So by this, we know that we love the brethren of God, the children of God, when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. Amen. And that's how you get to know the difference between the children of God and the children of the devil. Children of the devil. Devil. The devil, yes. The devil. You notice the black and whiteness here? Mm-hmm. There is no middle class. <laughs> it's yeah. between children of God and children of devil. There's no, you're going to know the difference between children of God, children of devil, and those those tweeners. The in-betweeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no in-between. I'm and, sorry. And Jesus even said that he that is of God hears God's words. Ye therefore hear them not because ye are not of God. Yeah. Yeah, you have your father, the devil. Mm-hmm. So let's move on then. Verse 11. Verse 11. Okay. This is the message. This is the announcement. He says, for this is the message mm. that you've heard from the beginning. And what is that? It's the commandment Christ gave them that we should love one another. Mm-hmm. Okay. Agapio, agape love. It's not the sloppy, worldly, love man, you know? It's a deep, 
you care for this person's eternal soul. Mm-hmm. He's your brother. He's your sister. Plus, the way we should love one another, that is a witness to the world. Because Jesus said in uh, chapter 13, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have love one to another. That is the command. And in earlier shows, if you haven't heard them, go back and listen to it. We tell you who your brethren are. It's not love of the world, folks. You don't just walk into the mall and go, I love everybody. That's not it. That's not your brethren. Your brethren are those who do the will of God, Mm -hmm. like you. They're abiding in the vine of Christ like you. You're just you're just a, a, a grape, right? And you look over and you see the other grape on the same vine. Mm-hmm. That's your brother or sister. The the apple hanging from the tree, that's not your brother or sister. So these things have been twisted where you now just sloppy, sloppy agape everybody. Mm-hmm. That's tolerance of sin. Okay, so now, now, that's the message, the announcement of something good. It's not a mere command as the law, but it's that, hey, this is something good. Love your brethren. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing, too, you know, you were talking about toiling and working, and mm-hmm. that when you would come to Christ, his, 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 his grace, his mercy is, is light, right? Mm-hmm. When we love one another, we don't have to carry around this baggage or, um, you know, vengeance, you know, hate and no. anger towards others because of they've, they've done something wrong to us. And we don't have to take vengeance or think of scheme things because, you know, that's a lot of work that keeps you up at oh night, that eats at you. You know, it makes you ugly. It gives you stomach ulcers. It gives you uh, high blood pressure and stuff. But when you cast all your care on God because he cares for you. And you take on his commandments, you believe his commandments, and you walk and pursue love, righteousness, and joy and peace. That does so many, that's so many, has so many benefits to your body and your psyche and your mind. You sleep better because you know that God's going to take care of everything. And, um, and it's a, it's a lighter burden to carry <laughs> yeah. than, you know, because Jesus, Jesus even said, it's not grievous Mm-mm. to follow Christ. It's easy because God is taking care of everything. You yeah. don't have to do that. You cast all your cares on him. Uh, and then you, you use the word benefit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like that because it's, God, I've had to say that to myself, you know, recently. Uh, how does this benefit me? You know what I mean? If, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm going to use like a road rage incident or something. You know, you're on the road and he's like, oh, that guy cut me off. Ah, and you're screaming. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch up to him. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to catch up to him and give him that look, you know, like that, you're an idiot look. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Holy Spirit's like, really, Paul? Yeah, really, Paul? Um, how does that benefit you? How is that going to benefit? It's like there's no benefit to doing that. <laughs> yeah. You know, in, in verbal judo, in police work, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a saying in verbal judo uh, when dealing with the public, if it feels good, no good. If it feels good, no good. So there's some somebody giving you a hard time or you're making an arrest and they're drunk and stupid and they're 
you know what feels good? Just to slap them, mm-hmm. right? But that's no good. <laughs> That'll cost you, yep. <laughs> right? If it feels good, no good. Uh, so it's that, I like that you said, you know, your benefit, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you're angry about something and you don't give it up to, to, to God. It, there's no benefit to that. Mm-mm. Just eats at you. Yep. And in, in Psalm 68 says, blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. Mm. The, even the God of our salvation. Beneficial. Mm-hmm. And even in 103, it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all thine iniquities and who heals all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction and who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Wow. So you do the opposite, you know, you the Holy Spirit goes, how does that benefit you? The opposite is like these scriptures is you see the benefit that God's giving you, mm-hmm. renewing you. So it's a beautiful thing. It is. Okay. So uh, the message is that we love one another. Verse 12 says, not as Cain. So the apostle Paul goes way back to the, to the garden. garden, not as Cain, who was of that wicked one? The uh, the word "who" is italicized. It's not in the original Greek. Not as Cain was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And um, let me stop there, and I'll read the rest of the scripture. Of that wicked one, you could translate that of that evil one, of that evil one to accord with because his own works were evil. Later on, I'll read that to you. He's of the devil, okay? He's of the devil. Now, there have been a whole, uh, I don't want to say doctrines, but, you know, theories and books and everything about the serpent seed. Cain was uh, the seed of the serpent, mm-hmm. you know, and that, uh, that the serpent impregnated, you know, the fruit in the garden was sexual, and that the serpent uh, raped Eve. <laughs> Just, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. If you haven't heard this, it's, it's a big thing. And he raped Eve. And then so uh, and then Adam consummated his marriage. And then so there was twins. And one was good from Adam. That was Abel. And one was of the devil, the serpent seed. And, and then, you know, they'll trace that all the way to the 13, you know, bloodlines of the Illuminati and all that stuff, you know. Um, and I've never heard him ever explain away how, how did it get past the flood? I don't know. Uh, but... <laughs> Mm-hmm. So this is not what John's talking about. This is not that. Cain was of the wicked one. He wasn't born of the wicked one. He was of the wicked one because he yielded to evil. If you read the story, even God says, why do you, why, why is your face all solid and long? Why are you long faced? Mm-hmm. Right? Sin is crouching at the door waiting to get you, man. It was a choice. You see what I mean? It was a choice to be a child of the wicked one rather than a child of righteousness. That's all that is. He's not serpent seed because the serpent raped Eve. That, it's not in our Bible. It may be in the Gnostic texts, but it's not because in the word of God. Because we've all sinned. 
And we've all fallen short of the glory of God. That's right. We are born into sin. sin. We have a sin nature. We were of darkness. Yes. Amen. So not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore? Why? Por qué? Por qué? Did he slew him? Well, then John says, because his own works were evil mm-hmm. and his brothers were righteous. Now that has set the pattern from from the garden on. If you are doing righteousness, my friends, the world's going to hate you. They're not going to like your walking in the spirit, abiding in the vine, because your life and your deeds shine a, a very bright light on their darkness. Mm-hmm. So they're they're about they just they just do it. I'm not even saying it's conscious. <laughs> they're about destroying you because of your righteousness and um any 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 possible way. Because the world hates you if you're walking in Christ. They're not going to recognize you as a son of God because they didn't recognize Jesus. That's right. When he was here, they're not going to recognize you. And you cannot be above your master. No. So understand that. And that's why you always hear me say stuff like uh, you can't be a high ranking politician or a high ranking CEO or multi millionaire billionaire and be a biblical Christian. And I know that you're crazy. I know the guy who owns Hobby Lobby is a Christian, right? Mm. (laughs) But you know, if the world is praising you, you got a problem. If you're on the New York Times bestseller list as a Christian author, you've got a problem. If you're on the Oprah Winfrey show, you've got a problem. You understand? Mm-hmm. You've got a problem. If the world is digging your music, <laughs> and you're cl- I'm a Christian, but the world's digging you, you've got a problem. And I'll sh- I'm going to prove that to you scripturally. Because now you're going, I don't agree with you, man. So that's why Cain was mad. Because his own works were evil. But his brothers were righteous. Mm-hmm. And it was through envy and hatred of his brother's piety. Owing to which uh, God had accepted Abel's sac- uh, sacrifice. That's right. But rejected Cain's offering. And the Bible doesn't tell us why. There's a lot of conjecture and stuff on it. It doesn't tell us why, but God had rejected what what Cain had offered, but accepted Abel's. Abel's was righteous for God. So because of that, enmity from the first existed between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. Why was Cain seed of the serpent? Because he gave into that. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. So... You heard me say all that and that I don't believe you can be a high ranking anything in the world <laughs> and be a, um, a bite in the vine, right? Without being serpent seed. Mm-hmm. And you disagree with me. You go, that's not true. I know plenty of Christians that are successful CEOs and, you know, senators, congressmen, prime ministers, right? But John says in verse 13, marvel not. My brethren, if the world hate you, Mm. you know what would be a marvel? 
It would be a marvel if they didn't hate you. Mm-hmm. The marvel would be if the world loved you. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'd be like, wow, they shouldn't be digging me. It's the world of whom Cain is the original rep for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know. I I didn't make this up. Yeah, and the word marvel means to to want, be an amazed. Be amazed. So t- don't don't be amazed. If the world hates you, it should be a normal thing that you're not really achieving that kind of level, you know, uh, you know, you get to a certain point where you have to compromise certain things or, you know, endorse certain things to get to a certain level. And uh, don't be surprised. Mm-hmm. If uh, they find out that you're you're a biblical Christian and you're walking in in the spirit and displaying right standing before God, that they end up hating you because you're you're shining that ugly light. <laughs> okay. Now, verse fourteen, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Mm-hmm. That's how you know. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death, just like Cain and Abel, right? That's right. Just like Cain and Abel. So the world hates you just like Cain hated his own brother to the point of killing him. Yeah. Jesus said in in chapter 15, the world hates you. You know that it hated me before it hated you. And if he were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you're not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. And then again, in in, uh, chapter 17, he says, I have given them thy word. He's speaking to the father and the world hath hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. It's all over the place. That's why it just, it boggles my mind, you know, to have the tolerance of sin in Christianity today. Um, This really, this apostate Christianity that uh, surrounds us. And it's actually a good thing because it's a sign of the end. Amen. So it's actually not a bad thing when you you see apostasy to this level. Because Paul says, before Christ comes back, in his parousia, in his presence, there there has to be a great falling away. Mm-hmm. And when he says great, it's great. Yeah, right? which is like darkness. Yeah. Just like in Exodus when um, that that darkness that was so dark you can actually feel it mm-hmm. fell upon Egypt. But yeah. the over the um, Hebrews, it was light. In the land of Goshen. In the land of Goshen. Yeah. So it's great darkness. It had to happen before they could exit out. Right? Great darkness. So, I mean, you know, you'll hear people talk about revival. And there's one big revival coming and stuff. That is all nonsensical, wishful fantasy. There's no revival coming. It's apostasy. Apostasy's not coming. It's here. We're knee deep in it. Mm-hmm. We're knee deep in it. Christianity, as you know it, is apostate. That's right. Um, it is. <laughs> it is. And it's a good thing because it, our redemption's close. Right. If you're the remnant, your redemption's close. Mm-hmm. Right? 
The world doesn't love you. Let's see. So verse 14, like I said, he says, we know. It's emphatic. It's not like, hey, we think that we have passed from death. We know. It's an assured fact. Mm-hmm. Assured fact that your state has changed. You're no longer going, uh, you're, you're changed from death to life. Your state has changed. That's right. From the power of darkness, like Ms. Kapow said, that dark. Right? Into the kingdom of, of Christ. Mm-hmm. From death unto life. It literally means out of death. Unregenerate into the life of the regenerate. Yeah. Pretty heavy. And how do you know that? How, what does John say? How do you know? Because you love the brethren. You love your brothers. The other ones that are abiding in the You look over, you look at the other grape. I love you, man. Mm-hmm. Right? What can I do for you? I got some extra water here. You look a little parched. I'm getting pretty, I'm pretty getting some pretty good water over here. So here, boom, right? Mm-hmm. Come on. And Jesus in five, John 5 says, Very verily, I say unto you, he that hears my word and believes on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Amen. Amen. Gosh, the word of God is just so intertwined, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just, it blows my mind every time we do studies like this, but then you're reading these scriptures. It's like, what? You know, it's like the same author, right? Yes. Uh, verse 15, whosoever hateth his brother, just like Cain hated Abel. Why did Cain hate Abel? Because his works were evil and his brothers were righteous. Remember, so whoever hateth his brother is a murderer. Oh, didn't mm-hmm. you say that, Ms. Kapow, earlier? Mm-hmm. I think Jesus said that too. Yeah. I think Jesus says, well, your law says if you, um, you know, you, you, if you hate your brother, you've sinned. Uh, and, but I take it further. I say, if you hate your brother, you've committed murder in your heart. Mm-hmm. Just Ouch. like a, if you've lusted after that woman, it's like you committed adultery with her. Mm-hmm. Right? So whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know, you know, this is emphatic. You know, there's no question about it, that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's it's so black and white. So if you got the church with the rainbow flag and that that sodomite comes in there and says, I want to give my heart to God. I want to change my life. And you go, it's okay. You know, you just do that step by step. The Lord just guides you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you're, and he's like, well, I'm, you know, I believe in love and, and you know, I'm with my one partner and, and I'm not a, a, a temple prostitute. And so it's okay. And you allow that and you don't give them proper doctrine. You don't love that person. Mm-hmm. And you killed them. You're just like Cain. And the uh, in Exodus, well, the Ten Commandments. It says, thou shall not kill. And Jesus says, whoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. And then he also says in John 8 that the devil was a murderer from the beginning because there's no truth in him. And that devil that was a murderer from the beginning is who inspired Cain Mm -hmm. to hate his brother because of his righteous works. Well, so hateth is equivalent to loveth not. Mm-hmm. So the devil, he's a liar and a murderer. Yeah. So if if you hate 
the brethren, and you know, love not. See, there's there's no medium between the two. Love mm-hmm. and hatred. It's light and darkness. Life and death. There's no gray area. I apologize, folks. I know people want a gray area so bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't heard a, a little teaching one time called the gray area sins. Mm-hmm. I did. I really did. Uh, and it talked about gray areas. It's just stuff we just don't know. You know, it's like that. you, you told us the story uh, about that one guy yelling at the evangelist saying, if it's not in the red letters, I don't mm-hmm. want to hear it. So if you can't find the red letter where Jesus specifically said smoking marijuana is wrong, then it's not wrong. Because, <laughs> you you know, I don't care what Paul says. You know, I don't care. You talk about pharmacay all you want. <laughs> Jesus didn't say it in the red letter edition. That's pretty foolish. I'll say. It's, it's sad that somebody even would be out there, but I'm sure there's a lot of them out there. When you're apostate, you're apostate. Mm -hmm. So verse 16, hereby perceive we, okay, now we perceive the love of God and of God is a telesize. It's not an original Greek. So hereby perceive we the love because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. What's John saying there, Ms. Capow? What's he saying, Jerry? He says what true love to the brethren is. It's illustrated by the love of Christ to us. Mm-hmm. Christ laid down his own life. Why? Because he didn't want us to enter into eternal death. That's right. So we have that obligation to our brethren. Same thing. It's the love of God. Yep, and Jesus says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And ye are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. Amen. And for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's the example that we have. So it's absolutely needed as a Christian, a Bible believer who's abiding in Christ, and it's for the glory of God. It's it's the good of the church, the called out ones, the ecclesia, or the or and or the salvation of a brother, mm-hmm. right? And I love this when Jesus said in um, John ten, he says, "I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and I know of mine, as the Father knows me. Even so, now know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep." And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and they, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore does my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. And no man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself, and I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. Amen. That's, that's love. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He loved us before we were even sons of God or brethren. Mm-hmm. While yeah. we were yet sinners, he yeah. loved us. Yeah. So that takes it a whole other step, right? Lisa's command to us is love the brethren. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. But whoso hath, verse 17, but whoso hath this world's good, right? Your livelihood, your substance, right? And you see his brother has a need. 
but then you shut up his bowels, you know, your heart, your bowels, your compassion from him. How dwelleth the love of God in him? Mm-hmm. You know I mean, it's just simple stuff. You you have the means to help out, but you're like, yeah, yeah right? Mm-hmm. Verse 18, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Yep, and Romans 12 says that we should love without dissimulation. That means we should love sincerely. Mm. Which would be truth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love and truth, walk in truth. Mm-hmm. So uh, what John's saying here is, is put your money where your, your wallet is. Mm-hmm. Your, or whatever. It doesn't have to be money. It could be, uh, you know, helping somebody physically or just spiritually. You're taking the time to love. You don't have to read too much into it. Verse 19, and hereby we know, once again, it's emphatic, right? We know that we are of the truth, the truth, not a truth, the truth, and shall assure our hearts before him. Yep, because everyone that is of the truth hears the voice of God. Oh, amen. Mm -hmm. You assure your hearts. For if our heart condemn us. God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. What John is saying is you're assured, you're assured, hereby you know that you are of the truth, right? And you're mm-hmm. assured. So even if your heart says, no, you're not, no, you're not, no, you're not, you may not. God is greater than, than your heart, right? He's greater than that. He knows all things. Mm-hmm. If you're living in righteousness, you're walking in the spirit, you're abiding in the vine. You know, Satan will try to tell you all kinds of stuff. You're not really saved. You know, uh, God God doesn't love you as much as he loves Brother brother Kapow. Brother Kapow's the favorite. <laughs> you know, I'll never be like Brother Kapow. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Um, you know, I mean, Satan will lie, all kinds of stuff. You know, you're not as good. Uh, you'll never, you're dumb. You'll never know the word. Um, you know, you're not righteous. Blah, 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 blah. In your heart, your own thoughts you're, will, try to, will try to condemn you. But God knows all things, okay? Now, that's a di- there's a difference between the Holy Spirit telling you that. You know, you got a, you, got a, uh, you know, uh, a sin issue, right? Mm-hmm. This is there's a difference between uh, conviction of the Holy Spirit and condemnation by by your brain or Satan. He condemns. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit convicts. Yeah, and the Holy Spirit will always draw you to God. Yes, and condemnation will always make you ashamed. Yeah, and feel like you can't come to God. Yes, because you're like, oh, I just, he, he's not going to listen to me. I'm so bad, right? Yeah, good point. So, beloved, if our heart condemn us not, so if your heart's like, hey, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. I'm walking in the Spirit. The Lord's teaching me. I'm growing, you know. Then you have confidence toward God. Confidence. That is appearing. You've got to have confidence like, hey, I'm going. Verse 22, and whatsoever. Now, because of these things, this is important, verse 22, because I think we miss a lot of times the whole verse here. 
and we just stop at whatever you want to ask, ask of them, you know, um, blab it and grab it, mm. prosperity preaching, uh, or heresy, I should say. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, right? And, and then a lot of, a lot of these prosperity people stop there. <laughs> ask God, whatever it says you receive of him. But then John clarifies, says, because, why do we receive of him? Because we keep his commandments. Yeah, and plus he also said that that we have this confidence in him that if we ask anything according to his will, mm-hmm. he heareth us. Yes, according to his will. So if you're a prosperity preacher and you got your sight on that, uh, that Learjet, yeah, that may not necessarily work. You know, Jesus even said, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. And then all these things, the things that we need, clothing, food mm-hmm. will be added to us. Yeah. And Jesus says that you can seek, you can find those that um, ask and it shall be given you seek and you shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you. Amen. So whatsoever you ask, you're going to receive a him because you keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Mm-hmm. So living in habitual sin or being of the devil is not pleasing in his sight. There are conditions. Yes, there are conditions. Yes. Let's see, in verse 23, and this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. Wow. It kind of goes with love, uh, love your God with all your heart, mind, soul, spirit, Amen. strength, and the other commandment second to it, love your neighbor. Just love your brethren. Mm-hmm. And, and this it, is exactly the work of God because John uh, in John 6, it says, this is the work of God that you believe on him whom he has sent. That's the work of God. Mm-hmm. And that's something. Yep. So instead of uh, contemplating what you should do, what you should do with your ministry, that's the work of God, right? Mm-hmm. First, believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. And then, you know, he might give you a mission or something to do. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> remember, God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God, and God in him. Amen. It's all tied up. Mm-hmm. And the last verse, verse 24 says, and he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him. And he, Christ, in him, the guy who's keeping the commandments. You're one. You're in that vine. And hereby, this is why we know that he abideth in us. How do we know? By the spirit which he hath given us. You change. You're not the same person. Mm-mm. You go from darkness into light. Yeah. That's it, Miss Capel. That's it. You have any... I do have... Well, go for it. Well, I just wanted to uh, read the scripture in Deuteronomy. Excellent. 9, 30, 19, 20 says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God 
and that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him. For he is thy life, and the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. Amen. And that, he calls heaven and earth to witness that he, he told you that. That's why no one's with excuse, mm-hmm. or, you know, without excuse. Amen. Well, that's it, Miss Pam. All right, team. Ciao, babies. <laughs>